you know, things have not gone how we wanted. In fact, they've got even worse. They've told us there and then that she wouldn't kind of, or it was very unlikely that she would uh, survive, because we knew she was a girl, they told us that uh, she was a girl. So um, we didn't, you know, we, we had very little opportunity there. So it's one of those kind of hopeless moments. It's, just, it's something you want to do about, you want to do something, but you just you, you have no yeah, control. Um, so when she was born early, we ended up at the, what's called the, the Snowdrop Suite, which is for um, very poorly babies, you know, babies that have uh, survived pregnancy. When, um, when everything had, had happened and, and, and Daisy had, had born and, and, and passed away, it was kind of one of those, I'm not very good at kind of sitting around doing nothing. So I had it in my head that I was going to do something. So that's when we were talking about Lewis earlier. Um, Your son. My son who's just started secondary school. Very sporty boy, loves his sport. Uh, so I said to him, right, we'll set a challenge. About two days later, we decided we were going to do um, 100 kilometres in 50 days. Hi, my name is Michelle Lewis. 10 years ago, you'd have been lucky to see me run to the end of the road. These days, running is second nature to me from marathons to park runs to putting my own running group through their paces. You'll often see me in suitably loud attire, getting ready to pound the pavements. And here's a secret, if I can do it, you can too. There's so many wonderful and inspiring stories in the world of running, and not just running. Some of my favorite tales involve those who take to their wheelchairs, bikes, or simply their own trusty feet in an attempt to get fitter, faster, or just have some fun. In this podcast, I'm going to be in conversation with some of the most inspiring and fascinating of these people. Remember, it's your time, your speed, your way. The only person you need to keep up with is yourself. Welcome to this week's Running Tell. We have Wayne Chalmers. Now, Wayne is a Northampton Park runner who I actually met at the race course. And he's also a teacher, a referee, a father of four. <laughs> and um, he's also um, a founder of Team Daisy. So let's go over and find out what is Wayne's Running Tell. I don't really like running too much, in all seriousness. I started, I only started really running because, um, because of refereeing. When I was about 20 or so, many, many moons ago, I started, started off refereeing. And as you go through the kind of the levels of refereeing, your fitness levels become kind of more kind of analysed by people. And every season you have to pass a fitness test. Okay. Um, and I was, in those days, quite a lot heavier than I am now. Um, so I had to really start training to do it, and I, I wasn't a great lover of you know running um, because how the fitness tests work, it's kind of a short distance, but you've got to go quite quick. So you're probably talking kind of seven minute miles over a couple of miles, which you know when you were, when I was quite, I was probably about eighteen stone at that point. Um, so that's kind of how I started to get into running, but I would never say I was kind of running any long distances at that point. Did all. you play football before then? Would you say uh, that was your sport? I was a very bad footballer. Okay. So I got into um, referee, refereeing through coaching meetings. I used to coach a kids, uh, a kids football team. Did the refereeing course just to help out because we didn't get any referees. 
and then um, a chap asked me to referee a game on a Saturday afternoon and what they say the rest is history <laughs> so and then but running did happen a few years ago yeah so I mean I um, I think it was 2018 so the first half of 2018 my grandfather uh, my granddad um, when I was coming from the northeast originally, um, he he developed Alzheimer's. So for about four or five years, um, obviously he suffered from from that before he before he passed away. Um, and I always said that I would do something, um, you know, as a lot of people do. They would do I was going to do something for his charity. So started looking because um, I, I, I was doing Northampton Park Run by this point, um, you know. I thought, you know, I was always saying, you know, seeing people doing it, I thought, I opportunity Saturday morning, nine o'clock's not a bad time. So um, went down to Northampton Park and started doing a bit down there. And then I signed up, uh, I got a charity place for, um, for the London Landmarks Half Marathon, um, you know, for, for the Alzheimer's um, charity. And uh, so <laughs> literally did very little training. Turned up uh, uh, in London, as ever, as you know, me and Michelle, turned up late, <laughs> standard, couldn't find the start line, literally kind of hit the start line, because obviously you get different waves that you use, you go with these races. So I was in the last wave anyway, because I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any high ambitions of doing, of doing too much. So I, um, I think I did it in about two hours and 30 minutes or something like that, which, you know, I was quite proud of it at that, at that time. Um, but you did it, you know, 13.1 miles. I That's did. still a distance for someone with little training. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then I went back, got home, um, I got the tube, I drove home myself, got out of the car. Oh, I don't think I've ever felt, <laughs> I don't think I've ever <laughs> felt pain like it uh, for about a week. And so it, it was, it was. But the thing with that was, I mean, I was joking about it at the start, but not liking running. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like a massive running fan, but I think it's just something everybody can do. So, and then that kind of, with London landmarks, is literally, you can't move a hundred yards without seeing people, the streets are just lined uh, with people, and, uh, and it kind of gives you a buzz, you think, oh, this is brilliant. You know, one thing I do remember is, with um, five kilometres to go, this little kid the sign up it, it said, just one park run to go. And I thought, oh, well, it's funny because I started off with the park run, it's kind of led to this, yeah. So then I remember you coming to park run, and this is my first memory of you, with your son. Mm -hmm. And it was your son's first time, and then he was doing it for charity. That's right. So um, it would have been about... June, July time, um, my wife uh, Sarah, she became pregnant again and you kind of go through the process of going down to hospital and um, as she was our fourth child, uh, you know, you kind of get used to this and, and I guess you take kind of things for granted that everything's going to go smoothly. I mean, we, we had a couple of not difficult pregnancies before that, but um, when Lucy, our first one, was born, it was like, probably one of the most traumatic experiences being in the first and being because she just didn't want to come out basically. So I think she ended up getting pulled out and, and bless her, she's, if you look close, you can still see the scars today, but she's obviously she's fine uh, now. So yeah, we kind of um, went down to the hospital and then we went into the scan room and then you, 
you get this kind of uneasy feeling that there's something not quite not, not quite right, you know, by the I don't know, whatever the body language of the person doing the scans or whatever. So um, we, because of what happened, we had to go over to another part of the hospital, and obviously at that point you're kind of you're not in the you know you don't know what's happening, and that for a person like me was kind of a bit of a control freak. Um, I found that really really difficult to start with because I just wanted to know what was going on. Um, and my wife works in uh, in uh, in healthcare, so she obviously had more of a awareness an awareness of what was happening, and it, obviously it wasn't. It was a good news. Um, so then from that, uh, we got, um, we, we had the chat with the lady down there and it is one of those really not, you know, one of those chats you don't want to have with anybody because the, 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 the prognosis there was very, very, you know, very, very poor. So um, we ended up, what they do is they refer you to a specialist unit. So uh, we got referred to uh, John Radcliffe Hospital and you know, again, it's weird because um, I used to I used to be a free in Oxford quite regularly, okay. and from where I was a free, I could see John Matrick. So you know, when I went there, I could see where I used to be a free. It was kind of really kind of bizarre. But um, yeah, going back to so we went there, and uh, this would be a twelve week scan. So we went there, and basically, I mean, modern medicine is absolutely, you know, it's outrageous really because they can look at your baby's heart, even though it's only 12 weeks old and probably the size of, you know, getting being able to pull your thumb your finger apart, I guess. Uh, and they said that it was obviously a major issue. Um, but they can't kind of give you a definitive answer there, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen, or, you know, you know what will uh, end up if the pregnancy would be successful or whatever. So we had this kind of, we couldn't go back for about three or four weeks. At um, what point was Sarah how far pregnant? So this is 12 weeks. Oh, 12, 12 weeks. weeks in. So yeah, so we were kind of, and we couldn't go back again for a few weeks because we have needed to see, you know, how, if she's grown and things like that. Uh, and when we went back again, you know, things had not gone out how we wanted. In fact, they got even worse and, you know, they told us there and then that she wouldn't kind of, or it was very unlikely that she would uh, survive because we knew she was a girl. They told us that it, uh, she was a girl, so um, we didn't, you know, we, we had very little opportunity there. So it's one of those kind of hopeless moments. It's, just, it's something you want to do about, you want to do something, but you just you, you have no you yeah, control. Um, so when she was born early, um, down at Northampton, um, we ended up at the what's called the, the Snowdrop Suite, which is for um, very poorly babies, you know, babies open, uh, and survive pregnancy and things like that. So um, we went, we went down there, uh, and it, it was quite difficult. I mean, obviously everything was difficult, but the more difficult that we, you don't understand or you don't realise the volume of um, the amount of this goes on. You know, it's, you think, oh, we're really unlucky, and, and they gave us the odds of like, it was like a one in hundreds of thousands chance of it happening. Um, so yeah, when we were down there, we had to wait until um, there was actually space in this suite to be able to get to be able to get in there, which was when you know something you know horrific and life changing is going to happen to you, 
Um, I don't want to say anything like you don't. It's not you don't want to get it over and done with, but you just you know you put your mindset on, on these things happening. And um, and so we, when we were down there, we met um, a couple of people, both from called Rachel, uh, which we were talking about earlier. We uh, we've met midwives down there. So when um, when everything had, had happened and and Daisy had, had born and, and, and passed away, um, it was kind of one of those. I'm not very good at kind of sitting around doing nothing. So I had it in my head that I was going to do something. So that's when we were talking about Lewis earlier. Um, Your son. That my was son who's just started secondary school and very sporty boy, loves his sport. Uh, so I said to him, right, we'll set a challenge. And about two days later, we decided we were going to do um, 100 kilometres in 50 days. So that was challenge number one. And I always remember, because that's the first time we probably spoke, is coming round uh, on the second loop and you shouting on your megaphone, come on Lewis, come on. <laughs> and he's turning out to me, how did you know my name? And I said, I have no idea, Lewis, but you've probably seen it somewhere. I know everyone's that. name at Northampton <laughs> Park Run. <laughs> so, yeah, so we did that um, and then we were going out, you know, most days. We did a few more park runs and he got, he got down to about... 26 minutes, uh, 26, 27 minutes. That's not which, bad going. I mean, for, for a 10 year old at that time, I mean, he, he is a natural kind of athlete. He's, he's not like me. He's, um, he doesn't carry any weight whatsoever. Um, he's pretty nippy and, uh, you know, good at most, at most sports. So we finished off by doing the, um, the Santa Run in, in London, uh, which is 10K. And uh, the funniest thing was, we've got. We, just about got to 99k and he stopped. He said, I've had enough. I'm not and he had one want. more k right. left. And I said to him, You ain't stopping now. So we've done 99k, we've got one more to do, and then we can go to McDonald's. Oh, and so off we went and uh, we did 05 and 1k, and we both got our medals. And you know, the Santa was brilliant, but you see some proper sights. But even then, it's kind of it's weird looking back because some of those things you just I can't. I, I remember the running with, with Lewis, but the period between finding out about Daisy and and and, the, and her being born so is very kind. Of, I don't know. It's almost like you blank bl- try to blank it out of your mind. So yeah, that's where Team Daisy came from. That was kind of the original event, and we've been pretty much going ever since. Even and how much have you raised? Do you know so far? Because you have. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, we raised over a thousand pounds from that event alone, uh, which we donated to uh, to Sands and and Children Are Butterflies, which is a, a charity that was running at the time. Because um, what happens is, if when your baby dies or if your child dies in the past, um, the, the, the rules were slightly different. In those days, you had to pay for the funeral, but the, the charity covered the expenses and stuff like that. And the government rules have subsequently changed, so you know it's good in that aspect. So, um, so we made some money for that. And then in 2019, we... Um, we did the London landmarks again, only this time um, there was a team of about 14 of us, all football referees and, and their wives and, and things like that. And we raised um, about £8,000 just from oh, that wow. alone, which all went to Tommy's uh, for research into, you know, child, child or baby conditions, um, you know, existing conditions and, and research and things like that. So, uh, and from that, you know, that was uh, our next event. 
and we, 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 we've also raised lots of money through um, comedy evenings, so lucky that whenever I go out with people, they say, oh, you know everybody, and it's just kind of, it's, but I do it every time I go out, and I bump into people that I know all the time. <laughs> uh, one of my wife's good friends, um, her husband is a part-time comedian, so I said to him, like, how about we run some comedy nights and, uh, you know, another one we'll go to charity and blah, blah, blah. So we ran about three or four of those and, you know, they were going really successfully, pretty much selling out. And then COVID came along. I know, you was going to have the guy from um, Chase, Cinnaman, wasn't was you? Cinnaman at the recent yeah. comedy you had booked. So, yeah, so the Cinnaman um, was coming and then obviously I think it was, I think it was, about two weeks before, uh, two weeks after lockdown was um, implemented in March, so we had to cancel that event. I mean, I would should give a mention to Matt, Matt Face at Queens Park, uh, working this club because he um, he gave us a venue for free, and we, we you know we were raising between fifteen hundred two thousand pounds at a time for charities at that point, so they were really successful, and it was really difficult to kind of replicate that kind of income uh, uh, but also at the same time we've always been about you know raising awareness of um, charities or you know cases like ours. But you also with Stepford Lewis and not mm. when I asked for a team from Northampton Park Runners mm. to raise money for Rowan's yeah. wheelchair from Rowan's oh, yeah, Reality well, you, you, you know you help I mean, put a large chunk towards that and we mean, got the chair. You're not shrinking by them Michelle. Uh, you, you don't sit in the background for too long. No you're so, my twin. <laughs> <laughs> when, so when I saw you and I thought you know this is the kind of thing again we wanted to get involved in. It's, it's quite I mean it's quite massive about team days it's, it, it's it's a strange kind of feeling for people because you have this thing where people don't want to upset you because they don't know if you want to talk about it and then and sometimes you don't want to talk about it but sometimes you do it but it's a difficult there's a really difficult subject for people to kind of you know discuss with you well Um, on a previous podcast with suzanne smith who lost her baby jamie um from birth one of the twins it was interesting talking to her that she was saying you know raise it mention it yeah and i did um talk to her afterwards privately and i asked you know i've got a close friend that did lose a baby you know should i talk about daisy and Mm -hmm. and she said yeah he most probably want to talk yeah yeah definitely definitely i mean Team Days is all, not only about raising money because you know there is a lot of good charities out there who kind of along the same similar lines I guess, but it's just kind of about raising awareness and you know obviously us as a family, me and my wife and uh, my two youngest uh, children now Jack and Rosie. Uh, obviously she's too young to talk about it, but Jack loves Team Daisy. So if I'm wearing a new Step Forward with Lewis T-shirt with Team Daisy on the back, he, um, we he have, wants one. <laughs> he wants one. All the family want one. So. Um, you know, it's going to cost me more money probably, but I mean, it's funny, on, on Sunday we had our shopping delivered by the Tesco man, and by the time the Tesco man had left, Jack had given him a full insight into what Team Daisy was about and oh. showing him about talking to him about and can we, and can we talk about little Rosie? Of course we can, yeah. So then Rosie is your rainbow She's baby. our rainbow baby. Uh, she is like the most perfect little thing. Bit of a change to the other so she's got bright red hair uh my wife serves a redhead anyway but she's got bright red hair but she's got the most beautiful kind of temperament she's the most chilled out baby uh you'll ever come across so yeah she's our little rainbow baby and of course i mean i'm experienced it you know kind of 12 months or so before what we went through that was obviously another kind of 
stressful point because you just you get this kind of first kind of three were relatively um, plain sailing, I guess you say. Um, although my wife won't say the same. She's like, her neighbours are gone for a long time. But <laughs> were, I, had a, I had a running joke at school um, whenever anybody had a time in a baby, I said, make sure you take a book to read because labours can be a long time. Make sure you take some shorts because the air conditioned down the hospital. And, that's, and the other thing I said was never ever, under any circumstances, you know, waver from being at the top end. Don't go down the bottom end because if you look down there, my goodness me, I did that for the first one. That's, I think it's sky for life, but, you know. <laughs> but yeah. with, with Rosie, when you and um, your wife went for that first scan at yeah. 12 weeks, yeah. I take it, the yeah, nerves... Yeah, very stressful, because, you know, Sarah knows a lot about medicine. In fact, she probably put a mind to it, she could probably be a doctor or something like that. She is very... She's, I won't tell her this very often, but she is very intelligent. She's almost intelligent intelligent as me probably more intelligent well she must be intelligent to be married to you <laughs> yeah. and put up with but, you <laughs> um, but she kind of she knew kind of the reasons why because um, you can tell so when a baby is scanned they measure the fold there's a fold behind the neck and if it's out of, out of, out of a certain range then they know there can be an issue and that kind of you know in magic of medicine I guess um, that can kind of tell you if there's issues and they start delving uh, deeper into it so that's how we found out about Daisy um, you know not being well and that kind of, you know, started the process of having to go through lots of different appointments. It's very, kind of, very strange, kind of, you knowing there's something not right, um, and again, not being able to do anything about it, and, just, you know, hoping, or, you know, hoping for the best, and then obviously it didn't turn out that way, but... But we like to, you know, carry on Daisy's name, bring Absolutely. out lots of positivity, and COVID hasn't stopped you because you've yeah. done the, some challenges during... Well, uh, I, was, I was hoping you were going to lead me into that, show sure, because we, we met a little while ago. Obviously, we did the, um, the, the rowing run. Um, well, to be fair, we really got to know each other, I would say, January, February, when I yeah. called for help with yeah. the Rowan's chair. Absolutely. And that's when we really got to know. Yeah. There was a small team of us. Absolutely. So, I mean, it started off, didn't it, with kind of um, the infamous raffle and the quiz night. I said the quiz night, wasn't it? With a quiz night that never happened because of COVID. COVID. <laughs> but we actually, I mean, we, we had did a great an team. I mean, I mean, to be fair to you, Michelle, you sorted the team out, but the the different skills of people um, and I remember when we did the, um, the shoe run and, um, and, and Team Daisy had been mentioned and, and a few people come up to me and said oh what's this Team Daisy thing all about you know and I obviously, obviously explained to them and I said yeah we, we do this and we do that and so oh that's great um, so yeah we got involved in that and, um, and from that we kind of Started doing a few more events, so I know we've teamed up together to um, to do our virtual run because virtual runs obviously they, they were quite popular uh, and they still are. And looking at the news today, because it could be even more popular coming up, I guess. Uh, so we got involved in that, and it, it, it sounds me. I mean, I'm a bit of a. I don't kind of give it out too much, but I do worry sometimes about if I'm putting an event on, if it's going to go successfully or not, because obviously events are only as successful as the people who go and do them and yeah. you sometimes I sometimes feel like if I'm doing a sponsored event I'm asking people to sponsor me all the time and you know it's great and I'm sure they feel good about giving money to, to a charity but at the same time you know, they're not getting getting anything back from it and I know we've had this discussion so you know doing the virtual run where people um, 
and we've just come off the back of um, doing a 2-2-24, which leads into a 4-4-48. So the 2-2-24 was um, me, Luke, um, and Rob, you know, two of my good friends who are very much involved in, 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 this, in the charity, or the charity going forward at least. Um, we ran two miles every two hours for 24 hours, so we did kind of a full marathon over 24 hours, which was, it didn't sound too difficult, but during the night it was the worst bit. And so what we're planning to do is a 4-4-48, which um, has been done before, so four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So, yeah, we kind of got involved in some running events and through that. So yeah, so the work we did with um, Step 4 Blues, we, we've got this week 85 people doing it. So I know when this podcast goes out, hopefully everybody will have completed, but people, on Saturday, last Saturday and last Sunday, I couldn't go on social media without seeing. I was step forward with Lewis post about it. People post about Team Daisy, I've run four miles, I've run five miles, I've walked this, I've cycled that. And you think, geez, that, that is just us. We've started something and people are just getting involved in it and doing this and doing that. And it makes you feel quite humble, really, that, you know, we, we do all this work and I know we, we, we talk a lot about stuff and it's just amazing at what people will do. And the enthusiasm has just been amazing. It is, it is, it is crazy, it's absolutely crazy. But when you um, did the 2224, two yeah. miles, you know, yeah. every hour yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. in 24 hours, what was the 2 2? So it's 2 2 Two hours, and you do two miles. So you do your two miles two and hours. you have to stop and you start again. So okay. you go through the night. So it's, it, the running bit, we, we, we found quite, you know, quite easy. But you had people turning up in the early hours that you would well, not expect I mean, to support you, but actually were running with you. I couldn't, it would be you know, unfair to not mention everybody's name, but I mean, Brian Lewin, who we both, we both know his very well, um, he turned up at 1.30 in the morning and 3.30 in the morning to run down the Brampton Valley Way with us. Um, I mean, and he's 72, and he was on a amazing. mission. And, he, and, he's, and he's joined us again, and he's a brilliant supporter of ours. Um, but I mean, the ones were the worst runs because we were running down, we had head torches, but you still, you can't see all the puddles that are down Brampton Valley Way, even, <laughs> even if you've got torches and stuff. So, I yeah, like so. the half seven in the morning the next day, yeah, and you had yeah. runners from different clubs across yeah. Northampton. And how does it feel to, to it, see that the people that don't usually run with you mm. suddenly like, yeah, I'm going to join yeah, you, so we, be part of this. I mean, we, we started off at, at 9.30 in the morning and we had about 15 people or so there. And then about 5.30 we did, um, we did Parklands, so Bradwell Fields, which I know we've had a little look around as well. And at that point, we, um, we drove over to Hunsbury. Now, in our heads, Hunsbury's really flat. When we got to Hunsbury, you know, delirious, um, we oh, my word, look at the size of those hills. So, um, at this point, me, I was, all, I was kind of all right. Luke was very grumpy. Um, and Rob was just falling asleep every few minutes. And we went, uh, his mum brought some food and stuff. And then we... We just wanted to, so it was like, we're all going to stick together on this last run. And everyone was just trying to run up this hill as fast as they could because we knew, well, I think we ran, no, I think we ran down it first. And we're all going down it and I'm just thinking, I've got to run back up this. Yes. Yeah. And we did. And I was like, oh my God. But then when we got back, 
Stu Vinson was there, and Stu came down to a few of our, uh, to a few of the events, took lots of brilliant pictures, really, really good, you know, again, another person you just didn't even have to ask him, he said, do you want me to come and do some photographs? And I was like, oh, absolutely. We've done some blogs about them, um, you know, things about being caught up in the middle of a, um, an arrest in Upton, and um, my car breaking down, and having to get a new battery from the RAC, and literally getting to one of the runs, jumping out of the car and, and running around. So, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been all goals. Sometimes you think if you stop and think about what you've achieved over a case of kind of two years, it's actually absolutely phenomenal. I know like people like you say yourself and people get involved and how when's the next event? And, you know, you're seeing the same faces at comedy nights and seeing different people running and seeing everything on Instagram, you see it on Facebook, Twitter, we went there, Strava, you think, oh my word. It's... And this wouldn't have happened without Daisy. So, no, absolutely. you know, absolutely. she carries on, not just with you, but with no. everyone now. No, and, um, you know, and what our next kind of step is, and I know we've, we've spoken about this, is that um, we want to get registered as an official charity. So, what we've been doing at the moment is raising money and kind of diverse into different charities, but we want to kind of have a bit more um, ownership of it ourselves so that we can um, create a legacy really, that was always my thing, was kind of raise awareness, create a legacy, don't let it be forgotten by everybody, not just us, obviously us as a family, we won't forget, but um, create that kind of legacy. So going forward, um, my very good friend, who I'll have to give a mention, Bev, Bev Strong, who um, from the offset, she was like a brilliant supporter, she's always been a good friend of mine, and she started running, not through, not through, um, Team Daisy as such, but she started running, she joined the running club, she lives in uh, Sandy in Bedfordshire. So uh, she um, she did the London Landmarks half marathon with us. Then she said she was never ever doing another half marathon again because of that thing. But she's, um, she's kind of involved and she's going to be one of the trustees of our charity. So we've got a good, I mean, we've got a brilliant infrastructure, we've got a great team um, already set up and, uh, you know, moving forward. Um, I mean, with the last run, part of the T T twenty four, we did a virtual race for Body Hodges. The Body Hodges is another charity, and the guy, you know, we we, we raised a thousand pounds just you through know, Team Daisy. Through Team Daisy to, to to send to them, and he said to our scientists, it was unbelievable because they weren't even asking for donations, but uh, we, we sorted some stuff out, and uh, and then um, he said that he emailed me yesterday and said, oh, I understand you're starting a charity. Um, let me get. Let me help you. Let me get involved. So if you, you know, I know people have told me that setting up a charity is very difficult, or that you can come across a few pitfalls. He said, oh, "I don't want you to, you know, not have the expertise." So I said, "He's willing to help us out." And you know, um, we were lucky that um, after after Daisy died, um, they have a um, a boat house in 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 uh, near Stamford. It's a lovely place on 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 the. Uh, on the reservoir there, and we stayed there for a week um, as a family, uh, and that's why I kind of wanted to give something back to them as well. So, so it's a case of people helping me try and give back. Uh, the same with Rowan stuff as well was really really good. So we we you know we've become very successful. Our names kind of getting out there, um, and now we get t-shirts printed. And you know, you, if you ever go on on the social media, we've stepped forward with us ourselves or or whatever, you'll see a picture. Um, and again, I mentioned to Flash, who designed our logo as well, which is you know something that we wanted to get done. Um, so it's uh, 
one thing that would annoy you learners of the show, if you want something doing, you just go and go and ask people, because people will generally say yes, um, and if they can't, they can't, but people will generally help you out, and often they'll do it through the goodness of their own hearts. I mean, Flash was brilliant, she said, yeah, I said, I actually, um, drew the picture of the logo on a piece of paper which if you've ever seen my art skills it was pretty dreadful but on the logo we've got Daisy's Daisy's footprint so they're always kind of part of us wherever we go and all the family like I say now want in t-shirts and, and things like that. Can you let people know what your social media is for Team yeah. Daisy so they can visit themselves? So we've got um, our Facebook page is Team Daisy Chalmers uh, we're on Twitter as well Team Daisy 2018 uh, we've got Instagram uh, and we've got a website which is www.teamdaisy.co.uk but we post out uh, quite regularly and we'll let people know how this week's or well, last week's by the time this comes out virtual event uh, has gone because it says lots of people are doing lots of kilometres lots of miles and uh, yeah it's been another successful event fingers crossed we've got some other big events in the pipeline I hope you enjoyed this week's Running Tales podcast Please, please, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. It helps other people find us so they can listen too. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week for another Running Tale.